from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. You know, we had, we had so many guests today, huh, um, that stopped in. And, you know, everybody loves to meet Bleep. They love to meet Kelly. They love to meet Mary. love to meet Lindley. Um, and uh, we had people in from Iowa, Muscatine, Iowa. Doyle was in today. Oh, was he? Um, yeah, super good guy. Big shout out to Muscatine, Brian Wolf. Uh, Troy, Doyle, all those guys, they're excited to go. And actually, uh, one of these hunts we're going to talk about is they're booked in on. And so pretty cool. Um, Brian Wolf has been with us since almost the beginning of time. Um, he came into the booth right away in Iowa, and uh, we hit it off years ago. But uh, anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. If you're ever in Spearfish, South Dakota, come on in. And if, if you just, just we, we locked the, both the front and the door because we have guns everywhere. And if you're scared of guns or uh, taxidermy, this would not be a place for you. Would that would that be an understatement? You, you would need counseling. <laughs> you would need help. You need, you need help. <laughs> uh, let's put it this way: as as I had a guy come in and he he goes, he goes, yeah. If if you're a vegetarian, your place it might give you nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need counseling. A lot of work by the time you're done. Yeah, PTSD. That's right, bleep. Well, well, he walked in, and when he walked back in, he was excited when he walked in the building. But then he walked in the and he goes, "Oh my!" He goes, "Do you mind if I run out to my truck and I need to get my phone? Can I take some pictures?" And I said, "You can take all the pictures you want." Well, anyway, well, Brian was here uh, what a month ago. He did a shooting school with us, and I went through his hunt plan. And one of his questions was moose. Yeah, and because he was, you know, he, he's uh, I don't know, he's fifty-ish year old man, and. Uh, just starting the points game. And I'm like, oh, buddy. I gotta he's be- he's I- not 50-ish. He's 50. Just so yeah, I think know. he was. I, so, yeah. yeah. No, I know because we're, we're him and Lindley are the same age. So. so my advice was, hey, this is not the time for you to start buying moose points. We're just going to buy you a moose point and go that has one. a tag attached to it. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the way to do this. You want to you get that done. I mean, because in the lower 48, you you can draw a Shiras moose tag in some of the states, right? Right. But but it's a Shiras or bust, and you, I have what twenty two years of preference points, or so for moose in the West. And you probably still have three years before you'll draw. I could, yeah, three to three to ten. Who knows? Depends on what happens with some of these states. Well, that's what we're actually going to talk about today. Hold right. on one second. Let me finish this up because you're jumping right in. I love it. Um, so welcome to the Bone Cave. Brian Martin's here. Brad Dana, who you're listening to. Bleep, myself, we're ready to go. And uh, just a quick reminder before, and I want you to pick right up where you left, okay? Um, rollingbones.com, because we are going to talk today about a bunch of specific moose hunts that we have, that we vetted, and we got Mr. Martin here that is Canada. Um, and so uh, there's going to be lots of data dumped at you, and Brad's ready to roll right in. <laughs> so go ahead. Shire's no, my, no, my no, point was really good, Brad. He, you know, we, we don't. I just, I, I, I recommended. Hey, buddy, you can dump a lot of money. You know, I think uh, Wyoming's 150 bucks for a point. You know, you start throwing 100 bucks in uh, Colorado. Pretty soon, you've spent a lot of money, and you might never be able to get that tag. So my other thought was, we we have Saskatchewan hunts. 
five grand or something like that. Actually, it's Alberta. Is it Alberta? This. It's it's actually Alberta. It's fifty five. It's it's fifty five hundred dollars, and it is an archery hunt, but it has a ninety percent shot opportunity. Um, so fifty five hundred bucks, ninety percent shot opportunity with a bow. No, they're not giant bulls. Actually, wait a second. Well, they're giant body well, bulls. My my point to them was, hey, you're hunting now. You're hunting a Canadian moose. You might be just across the border. They're still bigger than a Shiras moose, probably, unless you know you get one of these top units in Colorado or something like that, or you know, a reservation Montana. Or those are hard to come by, right? And you're, it's a moose. Moose are big. A small moose is big. So how fun is that? You got you got tons of great meat. Got the experience, and hey you don't need to shoot too many moose to have a blast in the memory. Well, I think I think the big thing, too, with moose is that people feel like... So we're going to talk about moose today, by the way. We kind of jumped around our, our intro. We're going to discuss moose hunting today and, and the opportunities that are available to you, by the way. Moose are on so the tell loose. them t- in the spruce. Moose on the loose in the spruce. That's what we said in the Yukon. Or in, uh, Drinking in, by the in Alaska. Goose. <laughs> um, and after we well, shoot them, we'll drink Canada... No, uh... Um, gray goose. So gray goose, the moose are loose in the spruce. So anyway, we're going to talk about moose today. And I think, uh, um, I think it's a lot of people feel like moose are out of their range budget wise. They, they sit there and they go, I'll never be able to kill a moose. That is not necessarily true. As we just alluded to most moose are cheaper than the big elk and big mule deer. Really? They are. We have, we have an outfitter right now in British Columbia that's running a special if you book this year for next year, okay? So no co- should be no COVID issues. And it is elk. It's a three-species combo, elk, moose, and black bear, okay? And, and it's, it's two hunters that need to book in together, okay? Two it's, on one. It's for 2022. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. It, in this year, and it's 8500 bucks per person. And that's a three combo, three species combo. Elk, and you should moose, get two for sure. You should, yeah, because I have well, sat a, on that place and I've been looking at three thirty bulls. And you get to hunt the elk in the rut and the moose in the rut. Exactly, and, and with a rifle or a bow. Yeah, like and I said, you don't with a rifle. <laughs> and you don't have to buy landowner tags, and you can go short notice. But for the dedicated bull hunter, yeah, you could, you could. For the dedicated bull hunter, I don't want to take nothing no, no, away. No, no. This is a crazy good hunt, right? No? There's, they don't differentiate yeah. between rifle and bow. It's you got to take a dedicated bow hunter is like a, a is a, like a football player that plays contact sports without a helmet. You're gonna get beat around a little bit, but it's more power to you. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that's a really good analogy. You got a lot of good analogies, Mister Martin. <laughs> um, but for eighty five hundred bucks, so let's talk about that hunt. Let let's let's talk about that hunt first of all. Um, I've never been on a place where I could be looking at stone sheep, mountain goats. And there's black deer there. Di- and there, w- I and saw there's wolves there. and lots of grizzly there. Wolves, lots of grizzly, black bear. And one day I saw a grizzly bear, a black bear, a moose, an elk, uh, lots of stone sheep, a caribou. Um, You'll see five to six species a day. Yep. So, and a bad day would be two or three. And and so you could go hunting for more. You could. There's a lot of elk hunts more than eighty five hundred bucks. And, and we should explain that this is not a draw. You don't have to draw. You just you buy whatever yeah. tag you want, 
And and, and all, you can all just outfitters keep in BC on. are on a quota system or or general season. A lot of the deer guys don't have any quota. The elk guys, he doesn't have a quota for elk. He'll have a quota for moose in some areas. This area might be a, a, a three brow point, you know, or a ten point, which they means there's no quota. Which means there's no there's no. Well, quota. you know, they kill good moose. You can kill good ones here. You can kill. You can break fifty. Yeah, he's. You don't want to expect like a fifty-five here, but I would say because in order to have a three brow point or ten point ten ten, you're you're basically not going to shoot less than a forty-two or forty-five. You're not because they can't they won't have the points. Yes, this physically doesn't happen. So you have to shoot at least a decent animal. You, you have to shoot like the equivalent of a shack at ten years. This old. is like the equivalent of a, like a one sixty to a one seventy mule deer, um, a, a, a what I call a legal moose in, in the Peace region of British Columbia. Well, what's funny when you that a lot of people and I didn't know this. To 10, 15 years ago, but a forty-five inch bull with full paddles is, is in the one sixties. Is a really nice bull. And uh, Boone and Crockett, you know how much a mo- Boone and Crockett is for a moose is one ninety-five. What's Boone and Crockett for a mule deer? Uh, one set, no one seventy. One ninety. One ninety. That's right. All time. Right. So it's very similar. So you shoot a one sixty-five moose, right? That's very similar to one sixty-five mule deer if you look at it apples to apples. And a one sixty-five mule deer. For an inexpensive hunt's a good mule deer. One seventy-five yeah, mule deer is a great a mule deer. Yeah, you know? yeah. No. And a one eighty mule deer is. I mean, you you could probably it's a upper really end. good way to look at it. Brian. Upper end would be a one eighty here. I would say. I don't think you're going to shoot a one ninety. It's just not going to happen. You know. No, I don't think so either. But we, I saw, I that saw. part of BC just genetically. Even if you let the moose get seven, eight years old, they don't just don't get that big usually. I know the area fairly well. It wasn't that far from our old area. And um, it's 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 nice. A lot of poplar and aspen trees here. You know, you're off of a big lake, and uh, there's lots of. It's not big big mountains, but it's pretty good sized mountains. You're not like three to four thousand vertical foot change elevations, but it is in the Rockies, and uh, it's it's I call it the Southern Rockies, at least the southern part of the Northern Rockies. So in my opinion, we're when you when you leave the Bighorn area, which is around Grand Prairie. And in the south of there, and then you you actually have a void in the mountains before you start to stone sheep. So this is the furthest south stone sheep areas. So this is the furthest south you can hunt a stone sheep. Right, but this isn't a stone sheep hunt. Those here. are nice moose, but yeah, I mean, see, those are those are forty-eight to, to fifty-four inch moose. Right, and, and, and so so I was just showing Brian. Thank you. I was just showing Brian um, a picture. Of two moose that they they had, take a look at those. I mean, those are. Legitimate. I think there's actually three moose there. Is, is there three moose there? Oh, that's two loose. No, I think there's only. two. Is there only two? But, Let's but, see. But that's okay. I think there's only two skull caps there. Oh yeah, it is actually only two. Yeah. Yeah. So, but 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 my point to this and the reason I was showing you that is because last year, you know, they they they've killed great moose and they're equipped to kill good moose. It's not like you're going on an eighty-five hundred dollar hunt and not. Right. And, be and this is not like a Kootenays BC moose. No. You, you go to the no, Kootenays, for example. That's, and a, that's a moot meat. A, well, a meat well, moose. well, sometimes <laughs> the outfitters in the Kootenays of BC they'll sell you a deer hunt. Uh, a black bear, a moose, not really a moose. Moose is hard to get down there, but let's say an elk hunt. And they said you can shoot, and you can even shoot a whitetail. But the chance of shooting all four animals, and it might be 10, 12,000, is pretty small. Like maybe one out of 15 guys would even have a chance. Where here, you actually have a pretty legitimate chance of shooting two animals each. You know, it's but you're going to have to, if you're going to shoot two, if you're going to shoot four animals with two guides, uh, with two hunters and one guide, you, the hunters have to be on top of it. And you They're going to have to skin, it, gut, and pack. Dump it as it comes. Yep. They're going to have to be willing. This is this to is not a work. high maintenance. Yeah. 
This is not for high maintenance hunters doing a two on one for these big animals. There's a lot of work to get those animals out. You got to have this is a hunt for guys or DIY type guys that that want to go and hunt these animals and don't want to wait anymore. This is not for the high maintenance sixty year old hunter that thinks he needs to spend the extra ten grand point. and go up and Great point. go on a full horseback hunt with one guide and a packer and a cook. This is not that kind of hunt. This is exactly, this is your Iowa. I want to go have the real experience. I want to be involved in every step of the way. DIY type hunter. For 8500 bucks. two guys go up there, and they're gonna, they, they can go tear it up and hunt, which is, which is really, really good. Yeah, it needs um, to be two, good you don't point. ever do a two-on-one with a dude you don't know unless you're doing baited hunts. Right. <laughs> I mean, you you don't not when you're out walking around spotting stock, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem, right? It's like two guys trying to date the same chick. My <laughs> like it doesn't work very well. My uh, my buddy Scott. Now if they're buddies and they've done that kind of stuff before, <laughs> it might work. My buddy Scott went on a he he won a hunt or something. He bid on a hunt at a elk banquet or something. So anyway, he has this guy. We're gonna digress for a moment. Uh, we are. Everyone. We are. He, so this is. This is the epitome. He's was this he's, was this Scott your dental buddy? Scott Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Scott. Mr. So hey, Palmer, you're listening. I can't this remember morning. the nuances you bet of if, this. If he if he indicts you or uh, <laughs> anyway, this well, is on Sc- your buddy. Scott hunts with me a ton, and so you know we're even pace. You go and you have fun. No, and you hunt. not really. Scott's in way better shape. Than you. <laughs> so he he gets this guy, and I think the guy's name. Was I like Dave. how he did that, Scott. We're even pace. That's so bold. So. <laughs> So they, they drive from Kansas to Idaho. And he says, this guy, he says, pull over, I need to pee. Well, in code, that means like, pull your butt over like now. You have 12 seconds to you get this car stopped. You know what that means for me? Drive another hour. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> so he says, uh, this starts off weird right out of the gate. Because, I mean, we had 42 stops. And, I mean, it's not like, hey, pull over, I need to pee. That's not look for the next exit. That means like immediately. So anyway, they finally get to Idaho. And they're loading up their horses and yada, yada, yada. And Scott says, you know, it starts to sprinkle. And so he stops, takes an extra couple minutes, grabs his rain gear, right? He's like, okay, I have rain gear. It's raining. I'm going to put it on. Well, his dude that he's not evenly paced with, he's starting to figure out they're not evenly paced, doesn't put his rain gear on. (laughs) So he goes, pretty soon, an hour or two hours into the trip, this guy's soaked. Everybody else got their rain gear on. Only to make matters worse, the last creek crossing before they get to camp, his damn horse stumbles and dumps him in a creek. Not Scott, the other guy. No, the other guy. It's just not a good day. It's just not a good day. This guy never got out of his tent. He's like, this wilderness elk hunt sounded better in outdoor life. Well, it always then does. It, then it turned out to be in reality, he never got out of his tent Eastman's, once. Eastman Hunts Hunting Journal right. promotes the experience, um, not, 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 the, uh, not the pitfalls of it, you right. know. And, and it, it, yeah, because Scott shot a, shot a bull with me in the Bighorns elk hunting that year. He went back, so they saw on the pack out, they saw their first elk, and he looks at this guy and he goes, do you want to shoot it? And the guy looked at him. He didn't get off his horse. <laughs> so Scott swings out of the saddle and goes and shoots it. He just wanted to get home to Kansas. You could, I don't, I don't yeah. think the guy's ever talked to him since. You could make a, 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 a movie out of that instead of Brokeback Mountain. It would be Trainwreck Mountain. Right. <laughs> well, I think, I think for, for, for if, I'm, if I'm a DIY hunter and I go, I'm never going to draw a moose, but I want to go kill a moose, those days, you know, to go DIY hunting in Alaska isn't what it used to be. Um, and, and it's tougher than people think. 
this is an amazing hunt, an amazing area, and an amazing region for 8500 bucks. So we got $5,500 archery hunt in Alberta, and um, it's a great hunt. We have an $8,500 three-species hunt, and that's a bigger bull. Now, British Columbia is interesting because it can run from that $8,500 up to 20000 Almost. Uh, almost. Probably eighteen. I would say. It'd be Combo th- hunts will be twenty to $25. Right, but a moose only probably at the highest in, in B.C. is... 18.5. 18.5. So, so British Columbia, but then you get to the northern, northern tip of British Columbia, you're starting to get into they, a Yukon-type well, world, world record of Canada moose came from B.C., 242. 242. There you go. And ask somebody how many Canada, how many Yukon moose they guide that over 242. Yeah, not very many. And that's net score. Yeah, that's none because it was the world record. It was 64 inches. And the number two moose was 61. So and it had 50-inch palms. So was that some British Columbia moose. too? Of course, yeah. So then when you move north to Yukon, the price immediately bumps up. Why, why, jumps do, you, up 10 why, grand. why do we see that big of, is the right word, disparity? Why is there such a sharp contrast between British Columbia and the Yukon moose, do you think? Why does a landowner tag in Utah cost more than a Montana tag from Yule Deer? Because it's Alaskan Yukon. It's an international moose. Bigger moose. <laughs> better chance at big. Well, you just said, though, you just said the biggest moose came from British Columbia. No, the and biggest moose of with, Canada moose. Yeah, but then you, but then you the emphasized it with, oh, so Yukon aren't considered a Canadian moose. No, Yukon, NWT, and Alaska are considered the Yukon, Yukon moose. Okay, and so the that, world, that's and good. The, and the world record on those is about 20 inches more. So the Low minute, 260s. The minute you cross that imaginary line and go to yeah. the Yukon, and the Northwest so, so you could, Territory. You could get them running across NWT. the border at the, at the county, right? That county area, the Jennings River or the Tatanshini, and literally go across the border one mile, and they're now a Yukon moose. And they come back at a BC, and they're a BC moose. Well, it's kind of whatever. No, I get it, but then Alaska. So now once they're considered, so what's demanding the money, which I think, I, I mean, I'm asking because I understand, but yet I didn't, and I, and I didn't know that that fine line is where they drew it at. Yeah. And I think it's great for all of us and our listeners to know that that line is significant because that line is connected to dollars and revenue. And if you hear chewing on this podcast, I want you to know something. That Brad cooked, um, so there's this great local butcher shop in town, the Black Hills Butcher Block. They're phenomenal, by the way. Well, now that you've let it out and of the bag, I'm going to take a bigger bite. I'm not <laughs> going to hide uh, it so much. Brad cooked some boneless smoked pork ribs. Um, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Are they phenomenal? Oh, my God. I'm hearing and you guys juicy. chewing, and I'm trying to, you know, do a podcast here hey, for the love you, of the can Lord. Can you keep talking? I'm going to eat for a minute. <laughs> So anyway, but but you have that imaginary line, and that's connected to dollars right there. It is. I mean, generally, even a cheap hunt in the Yukon is going to be over 20, where the most expensive hunt in British Columbia is going to be, let's say, 18. Average hunt in BC is probably 12 for a moose. So the average hunt in the Yukon is probably 24. And I killed a great moose. If you've never seen it, go to our Instagram page or our website, yeah. and you'll see... You'll well, see some of the moose. Well, there's, go, there's actually, go do this. That. Go do a hunt plan right now. If you're not a member, go do one for nothing. Go to uh, go to our d- dashboard. Click it in. 
Um, you can just become a user for nothing. And then, um, and if you have any questions on this, call us tomorrow or email us. We'll help you through it. Do a hunt plan for moose, right. and it'll give you your best matches. And tell them you want to hunt Canada. Um, well, it doesn't matter. Just tell them you want to hunt big moose in there, and and you can start seeing the sharp contrast in pricing difference. And that that British Columbia moose is not a sh schlup moose. No, here's outfitters. Here's, here's the average bigger than Yukon guys. And here's the other thing that's neat about really? it. It's way easier to drive to BC, Alberta, something like that. Get your moose, put it all in your pickup truck, Take put it, it in your coolers, put a little freezer in a generator, whatever you're going to do. But that's hard if you're flying in to the Yukon Northwest or the Northwest Territories. Um, Even Alaska. Alaska. It's now, expensive to bring It's probably over. more expensive to ship your entire moose from Alaska than if you were to die in Alaska and your wife shipped you home. <laughs> Well, that's one way of looking at it, Mr. and Mrs. Audience. Um, so <laughs> no, it is as expensive. You don't really, if you're, if you're not going to drive, don't plan on getting all your meat home. You're going to give it away. It's, it's going to go to the donation junction someplace. Right. No, that's Which a good is point. an advantage because, I mean, it's really good meat. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of. So if you fly to Alaska and you say, I shot this moose to enjoy some nice moose roast at home over the next year, you're probably not telling the truth. <laughs> That's probably You might be true. exaggerating a little bit and you're probably pandering to the greenies. I would say pandering to the greenies is exactly right. Nice moose roast. It's not the same though, is it? No. You probably <laughs> might bring one roast and you're gonna bring your back straps and some rump and some tenderloins and that's your fifty pounds. Oh, it's moose is really good. No, you can bring it. You can bring two or three fifty pound fifty pound coolers. A home. rutting bull is not near as good as the one I killed on the wall in there that I killed in September. That was that, really good. That we took the tenderloins out. Now I don't eat green meat. One hundred percent against it. Having a degree in meat science. What about green eggs and butcher, ham? No, I'm not big on that either. Um, so, um, green meat is where you kill it and you eat it that night. It's like sushi. It's um, like moose sushi. Oh, it actually. It hasn't had time to. Uh, you don't like it to pickle for the to night. The protein to break down at all. Yes. No. So so three days later we uh, took those tenderloins of that moose and I wrapped them in bacon and put them on the grill. And honestly, you if if I would have had anybody there and and we seasoned them and we laid them out all day and let them sit at room temperature, they would have not known they weren't uh, beef tenderloin oh, well, fillets. Wrapping stuff in bacon is cheating. <laughs> Right. Well, you, you wrap a beef tenderloin in bacon because they don't taste. Tenderloin, for the most part, has, is a tasteless meat. It's filet very, mignon. It is. Yeah. Filet it's, mignon. It's tender. Bacon on wild game is like Photoshop on an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but so, so here's the reality. We have Alberta moose anywhere from $5,500 to $12,000. We have British Columbia moose. Anywhere that combo right now is 8500 Now, that I will tell you, that's an anomaly. That in three years, nobody will see that price ever again, especially in a camp with that much game density. You know that camp. Yeah. That has a lot of game well, density. Well, the other nice thing about even Alberta moose is a lot of them, if you book ahead, can be combined with some kind of a deer. Could be an archery deer. Could be some kind of a deer you can combine. You can combine them with a black bear. So you can't. The problem with the lower 48 hunting, it's really hard to do combo hunts. Unless you're in Texas or you do a Montana Elk deer combo, almost nothing is combo anymore. It's like individual hunts. And in Canada, I mean, two species is very common. And British Columbia, even parts of Alaska, Yukon, three and four is not out of the picture. And that's a huge advantage of hunting Canada that the lower 48 does not have. It's not good combo hunts down here. 
No, you're right. Even the best ranch. I mean, even Flying D Ranch on, and, and out of Bozeman, Montana, their other hunting is marginal unless you want to shoot their, their buffalo, Ted's buffalo. Right? You go to the Vimeo Park in New Mexico, 500,000 acres. Right? Fabulous, fabulous ranch. But, I mean, they have, the other species are not as plentiful, and they've early, even the ranch my sister runs in Colorado, they're one of the few that has a pretty good deer-elk combo, and so is a Deseret in Utah. But you're talking, you're talking $20,000 or $30,000 for a combo hunt. This is, I mean, that's, that right. is like a, that's like a, most outfitters, if you said, here's thirty grand, I want a moose and a caribou with a Yukon, right? Most guys are going to be in that, that, that range. And you're talking just for a deer and elk. No wild experiences, staying in a little, you know, uh, a camp for the big, for a good place in, in Colorado or these places is 20 or 30 grand. Yeah, well, we and have, that's what, yeah, we have some ex- inexpensive, I just pulled it up. We have Saskatchewan too. Yeah. We've got some inexpensive. Well, and we have Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good moose. In fact, it, once you, all those places can shoot 200 inch moose. You're just not going to get those 220 plus in, in, in those places. Alberta, one of my friends shot one of the biggest moose ever killed in Alberta. And I think it scored 231. Well, and the, that only, was right, the only reason right I got Alberta, the, British Columbia, Yukon, and Alaska down is because you're right. Saskatchewan and Manitoba, we Quebec both have has some big moose. And, Newfoundland and has Newfoundland, decent moose. Yeah, we, we have. But I was talking more on the Western hunting experience. Yeah. But you're right. We should include them all because moose are moose. Um, they're moose are loose in the spruce. And so, you know, I think that, that people think moose are so far out of their range. Uh, they're they're really not actually big elk are way up more way, big elk and mule deer are more out of the range than big moose. I will I mean, tell you this too: Newfoundland, from a perspective of their moose, the moose hunting is phenomenal. Eight, 90 to one hundred percent shot opportunity. They um, we have a place that when you go there, they freeze your moose and they actually ferry it across. And in the winter, they do this loop all the way across uh, America and they drop your moose off to you. So, oh, that's cause, nice. Because Kevin Huber and I, we killed a moose. We got it all back. We paid it. wasn't an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, because shipping is really not cost effective. No, and what they do is they bring it across for all those clients that come to Newfoundland. And then the other thing is, when you're in Newfoundland, you can go out and do the coastal um, fishing and uh, the the crab pots and they, experience great, that. It's amazing adventure. The goofy noofies know how to have fun. Oh, they do know how to have fun. They, oh, yeah, they're. It's an amazing adventure, the goofy new. They're like this. They're like the southern folks, really. I mean, they're just more easygoing and nice Super entertainment f- parties. Easygoing, yep. Midwest, but yeah, they're they're definitely goofy. I mean, they're fun, but but yeah, goofy they're, in a good way. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, it, it, it's it's. But the newfies came out west a lot when the in the big oil patch, what we call you know Alberta and British Columbia, lots of Newfoundlanders out there, and they they're always pretty happy go lucky, fun guys. Yeah, I think it's it's just the British Columbia, in my opinion. For a big Western hunt, you can get a horseback hunt. You can get a hunt like this for eighty five hundred dollars to fifteen thousand bucks. You're you're gonna you're not by going with a guide is not cheating you from doing a DIY. You're yeah, gonna do it you're, yourself. If you're not if you're not a horseback guy, you can jump on the other side. We got good hunts off of those uh, uh, Argos. Yep. You know you can do that, and it's well. This eighty five hundred dollar hunt. If you want to go four wheelers, you can go four wheelers because they're like Brian said, they're right yeah. on the edge of the mountains. And uh, the um, best, the best moose hunting for guys who want to spend a little more is go on the horseback hunt. Yep, right. In, in my opinion, but now yep. the Argos are good. There's a couple guys in the Yukon that do Argos. Alaska, you know, there, there's not many horseback hunts in Alaska for moose. No, nope. um, now Alaska is a whole different breed. Um, because of the flights going in there, they can demand thirty-five thousand, twenty-five thousand. It's very remote. 
Um, and uh, you're right. Just and, just and the infrastructure to have a camp out there and to get people there and to get well, the, the meat back. The there. meat is more expensive than yeah. getting the hunter and all the gear out. Right, for, for sure. Because a, a moose with the, meat, the legal meat that you have to carry out and the horns and cape is in anywhere between 750 and, say, 900, some pound, 900 pounds on, on Alaska Yukon moose. It's big. It that's is the nice big. thing about Alberta and BC. You're either going to have horses, quads, or you know something to get it out. Where it, and in Alaska, a lot of times it's a two, three mile pack. If you're going with some of the best outfitters, they just can't get an Argo to all their moose, and probably ninety percent of the outfitters don't have horses there. So you either got to ha- go to a place that has a good outfitter that has a guide and a packer, or you got to be pretty darn strong. If you're going to do a DIY moose hunt in Alaska, there's a there's a there's a high chance of having a problem and making a mistake. Either oh. with the moose, the moose meat wasting, Top the cape getting, you know, the, the raft flipping. We so know the that. DIY hunts, you got to know what you're doing. I would not recommend guys who've never d- were spent any time with boats and airplanes do it on their own. They need to go with some guy who's done it before, or go with an outfit of the first time. Even if you know what you're doing, just the logistics, it's hard. You know, I mean, we shot three moose. We just we talked to it. Arthur the other day. Did you? How's Art, how's Art doing? He's doing man? really good. He's living down in Soldotna. Um, oh. Doing really good. So big shout out to them and, every, and everyone in Alakanuk. If you're listening, we appreciate you. Alakanuk is a, a wonderful village on the the western Yukon tip of the Yukon River, River right That's cool. right where it dumps into the Bering Sea. Mm-hmm. It's amazing country, and amazing mm-hmm. country. And those are some tough people. Alaska's forgiving and not forgiving. Alaska's it'll eat you up, spit right. you out, and take you back. No problem. Yeah. So, but I would say, you know, my favorite moose hunt, and I've been on, you know, I've been all the way from Newfoundland all the way over to as far as you can to get. The Yuka, to you've the been U- from one tip to the other. I've been to one tip to the other moose hunting, and I would tell you that all the moose hunts I've done are phenomenal. Um, I don't want to take anything away from Newfoundland. It was a great experience, a great hunt. I would go do that again. But I have to tell you, overall, um, the horseback hunt, I agree with you, Brian, the horseback hunt in British Columbia, this hunt for 8,500, I didn't hunt moose here. But I, and they I, don't need really horses there. They can use them, but it's not mandatory. No. Well, they, 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 they ride out during the day and come back. Yeah, but you don't have to go, you don't have to go spike out for 10 days. No, th- it's, it's not. No, we use like it to that, sp- spike out 10 days, moose caribou combo, moose out yeah. combo. But the fact of the matter is, how fun is that? I I saw bugling, I saw bugling elk and moose all in the same hunt. I could have killed, I could have killed both of them. This is a great combo hunt. Three species, absolutely, and you're gonna kill a black bear. They are like if you want to, not not big, two hundred pounders usually. Yeah, but 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 they're 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 still a black bear. Yeah, nothing wrong with playing even a cheap black bear hunt in the spring is three to four, right? Right, a fully guided spring bear hunt for three grand at least. Yeah. Sign me and up. And most outfitters, honestly, most outfitters that have a lot of moose and elk should should ha- let people shoot as many black bears as they can. They're really hard on. They're uh, super hard. They're hard on fawns, aren't they? Like one one grizzly. I mean, they don't have one grizzly could kill grizzly more there. moose than the entire group of hunters in the in the year of most guy territories. Baby moose, really? Or elk. Wow, that's something to think about, right? And they're not killing grandpa moose, right? They're killing potential mamas and. And who knows what they're going to be, but they're killing stuff. It's not like they're killing the, the old, the sick, and the weak. Right. They're not, they're not calling out a nine-year-old bull that's almost at the end of his life anyway and shooting him like, yeah. like a hunter would. That's that, what that, always that's pisses why. me off when people go, oh, you're a trophy hunter. Wait a second. I, I, killed, I killed a nine-year-old doll sheep that would have died Everybody's Everybody who hunts eventually at some point becomes somewhat of a trophy hunter if they're passionate about it. It's it's like the same reason if you're a fast runner you're going to try and you're going to go compete in a race. 
right? If you can't run very well, you're not going to compete. And if you don't, you know, if, if you're just trying to eat, but most people who really love hunting, not just, I mean, feeding your family is not really hunting anymore. It's like, well, it's kind of like a necessary evil. It's like kind of like doing the laundry, right? You're not going to be a trophy laundry person. You're not going to be a trophy hunter if you're just trying to shoot one white-tailed deer a year. But if you are a serious hunter, you will eventually gravitate towards some kind of trophy hunting because it's natural, right? I don't know. I think this is a trophy hog from Texas that we're eating right now. This is a trophy hog. It definitely wasn't from Israel. (laughs) (laughs) Martin. Oh, my God. So... I wonder if this is one of the pigs that ran out of Afghanistan once they let the Taliban loose. <laughs> oh. oh, my neighbors. I watched I watched a, a chicken butchering session this weekend. Did they let did they let them cockfight before they butchered no, them? No, no, no. No, it was pretty civilized. They had a they had a funnel. They 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 were they had a best system. moose best moose not to interrupt you. But best moose <laughs> but um best moose hunt you've ever been on. I haven't been on it yet. Ooh, I've been on some good ones. Honestly, two, I, I got two moose hunts planned in the next three years. And you're gonna you want to kill a giant? Well, I've sh- I've shot four moose that are between 185 and 205 in British Columbia, which are great moose, right? Um, but I have an outfitter um, that I've known for a long time, and he, and he's borders one of our main partners. That said, you know, whenever you want to come, he said, I'm just gonna drop you off. With a cub and you go hunting because I don't want to. I can't afford to go guided and don't really want to go guided. So I got that in Alaska. And one of my buddies I always want to hunt with in BC. He, uh, we've been planning on doing a hunting in area. But I once I sold the outfit, I sold my horses. I don't have any horses, and you can't hunt this area without horses. And he's in the point where he can go get away. He's not doing his horse leasing. He kept like six horses, and I said we'll go and together and shoot. That, that's where the number two moose in BC came from. Wow, I've driven by that area off the off the Cassier Highway for years, and so that'll be those will be your. But I have to go because uh, I, I, I'm not a BC resident now. I have right. to go as a hunter host. We call it because he's a BC resident. And I'm a Canadian citizen. I'll hunt with him, so that'll be super exciting. Good for you. you be, best best moose on ever. I'm gonna do it next year. You're gonna get drawn for Cyrus? No, no, I'm not. It's <laughs> Cyrus. <laughs> um, Cyrus, I'm. Where, where I'm, are you going? I'm in northern BC. Oh, you and I are doing it together. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that that's kind of my prototypical ideal so, horseback hunt. That Is that the area that our friend bought? Yep. That that'll be yeah. that's a great area. So so for me, my best moose hunt wasn't that the bigger a lot. Now, now at, was it the one where you got hypothermia? That one? No, that no, no. not the one I got uh, frostbite. You didn't no. even have a moose to show for that. No, one. I didn't even have a moose. You had a black I'm like, bear. Shoot it, Brian! Shoot I it, Brian! And we uh, we had three moose down already, and, and I think like, Brian I, was tired I'm not of butchering, butchering moose. moose. <laughs> I butchered three moose in eight days. I was like, that's a lot of meat to deal with. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. You're pushing two thousand pounds of yeah. It was ridiculous. And then when we got back to camp, what we're going to do it all, and then we butchered it there in Alakanuk, and then we flew back with a bunch and butchered a bunch for a day. I was tired of butchering. Uh, I would say that moose was special to me because I'd done so many moose hunts, but that moose in the – well, I'm pointing at the moose yeah. in the bone cave. That's your Alaska moose. That's, That's your 60-inch. Yeah, and then and then I got uh, um, the one out the there. Goat the goat moose. The goat moose where I killed the goat and the moose on the same combo hunt. And that's before um, they even lost his velvet. He's, you, you peeled the rest of the velvet off. Yeah, he was, for me – It was mostly gone, though. Yeah, it, it was – But it was, was white, though. He's not stained. 
No, he was know, white. He, yes. he just had stripped off. Yeah. It just, was a special, special hunt because we rode out with that thing on a horse string, and I got that picture, and it looks like the quintessential mm-hmm. coming out of the mountains in that flat. With So those two would be my they're, – they're each, they're each different, but they, they're equal. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with what you said. I haven't been on my best moose hunt yet. We still, we still haven't hunted Russia. The late season hunts in November and early December. I, I, I'm looking forward to Russia. I used to say a man only needed a few moose. I probably have a no. couple more in me. No. Um, because the meat does not go to it's waste. A, it's a, it's like a whitetail with palms. Yeah. It's, well, it's uh, funny because people the people that love moose hunting, it's their favorite thing. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, like my Cyrus, you know, I'll draw, the, I'll draw a Cyrus tag, and I, I got to plan it for when, when it works with my schedule. But it's not like. It's not like it's one of those things that it's just like, oh, I just well, can't can't wait to draw my well, Shiras. Would you rather shoot a Boone and Crockett moose or a Boone and Crockett elk? Elk. Moose. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Com- what would you rather kill, elk or moose? Oh, a 240-inch bull moose. There's nothing that walks the face of the earth outside of an elephant, really, that looks as impressive as a 70-inch, 240-inch nut moose. There's nothing – Marco Polo, 60-inch, high alto, but those are not even – I mean, most people will never have it's a chance of those. It's funny you say that because Brad said elk without a question. Now, he has a Boone and Crockett elk right here. A t- if I had a 240-inch net moose, you would not even walk up to the elk first unless you're only an elk hunter. The average person – let's say some, an elk hunter. Somebody's wife came in here that never hunted either one. They're going to go to that 75-inch moose That's and go, what, what the kill. hell is this dinosaur? I want to kill a 70-inch I want to kill a two. I, don't get me wrong. A 400-inch six-point or seven-point is one heck of impressive. But I'd rather take a 240-inch moose over I'm with a 400-inch elk. Yeah, there's something about being four yards away from a bull that's bugling and screaming. You see snot dripping out of its nose. Oh, they're no, both. you're an elk hunter. You love it. They're both equally it. impressive. And I watched you pass on a 393 one time. They're both equally <laughs> impressive, but... <laughs> They're both equally yeah. impressive, but I would take the moose over the elk. I'd take the moose over the elk, too. And so, the reason is, too, I think I, I just like moose country. When you're hunting moose, there's usually caribou or bears or something to hunt. Well, the thing about a moose is they're so damn big. If you've never hunted a moose and you've never seen one, when that thing pops out the first time or you hear that, and you're like, what the hell is that? And, and moose uh, get aggressive. Oh, man. They don't have the sound pitch of the elk that you can hear them from miles away. But they bred aggressively. Oh, they're like a whitetail. A moose is very similar to whitetail in the way they behave. They don't get big harems as much. They can get a harem later on, but not like like a mule deer will have a big harem. Yep. Uh, an elk will have a big harem. A caribou yep. will have a big harem. A moose doesn't. They make rep pits and scrape lines like a whitetail do. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah. They they no, they're a cool animal. And, and a moose hunting. outside the rut, extremely hard to hunt. Well, that, extremely that's, hard. I, I've hunted some, you know, out of the rut, and and it can be kind of boring because they're there's not they're they're not vocalizing, elk, and uh, it's just work. Outside know, the rut, just, elk is easier to hunt than a moose. Moose is in in the rut. Moose is super dumb. I mean, they really get ignorant. But um, but I would say outside the rut, elk easier to kill a big elk than a big moose. Unless you're in Alaska where you can sit up on the valley and glass. And look at all the palms. But the thing the, is, those, I the, like what, that. the big moose, so, one thing that people think, they always think hunting lakes, right, and, and rivers. But they, they don't, they, they, well, actually, they don't always live there. A lot of the biggest moose I've ever seen are up on the foothills. Right. Yeah, that's They'll pull up some cows yeah. and they'll go up on the foothills. And that's, I, that's like that hunt next year. That'll be, that's that hunt. You get up high, glass, and you got some open country, and you go, go get it. Well, them. yeah, Alpine's just you a can, thousand feet up above you, the bottom. You can't call... 
a bull moose, like a, a bull, bull bull elk. Sometimes he'll leave his cow. If you cow, do a cow call and get pretty close, he'll he'll even bugle at you and like you know he's there. That bull moose, I've watched him many times. I spot him. I get within a hundred yards in cow call. Nope, not coming. Not even standing up. He just with his cow. He won't come. And so then you just get in close and you spook him basically in your cow call to shoot him because he will not come to your call when he's when he's like rutted up. And he has a cow in heat there. He's there. With that elk, he can't help himself sometimes. He's going to squawk and squeak and run around. I find that moose, yeah. I mean, if you really want to shoot giant moose, you also need to spot him. That's just like kind of like one of those deal. Would you rather shoot uh, Boone and Crockett whitetail or Boone and Crockett mule deer? I think that's, it depends on where you grow up. So that's just kind of the, the person dependent. Maybe. A Boone and Crockett what? Whitetail or a Boone and Crockett mule deer? For Brian, it's an old brainer. Uh, guaranteed mule deer. A mule deer. All day long. Brad would probably do mule deer, but he probably... The whitetail will probably be more important to him than you. You really don't have much priority in whitetail. It's like fifteen percent compared to eighty-five for mule deer. Exactly. I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, once I moved out here and got bit by it, I can't even. Th- and I grew up in Iowa where I deal. But I haven't even heard you talk about whitetails. No, I give two. Sh- yeah, yeah, you, you talked about coyotes more than whitetails. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Coyotes and whitetails live in the same plane. Big whitetails <laughs> an impressive creature, though. And they are. They're. They're. they're you have to spend more time patterning. A giant. A big mule deer can get, be shot more haphazardly. Big whitetails, not as much. Big whitetail guys that do it consistently have private land access, and are, they, they focus on that specific deer. Big mule deer, you, you, get, you just basically go hunting for them. So this is my thought. You want to know my thought on that? And we're digressing Same a little bit. Same with moose. You don't moose. really scout moose. You go hunting for moose. Okay, so that, that's my point. Whitetail, no, I'm not taking anything away from whitetail. all my buddies in Iowa. But here's the thing. They feed them. They mineral them. They, they create water banks for them. They create uh, food plots for them. They, they raise them I'm like a Holstein heifer or a black Angus cow, basically. They manage them, which I'm taking nothing away from them. They're the hardest animal to kill. A big old mature whitetail. You can buy elusive. a whitetail easier than you can some of the other ones. But a, but a mule deer, those are they're next to impossible to do that same thing because they live out in the middle of nowhere. They 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 migrate up into a high spaces. They come down mountain lions, coyotes, twice as much predator but, but, to get a two hundred inch mule deer, a two two hundred inch mule deer. What that thing had to live through and go to get that is rarer than a whitetail. But if you had, let's say, let's say you had a private taking ra- nothing away from whitetail. Let's say you had a private ranch, no hunting pressure at all on either one. The mule deer is easier killed than the whitetail. Whitetail are hundred percent mule. Whitetail is crazy cagey, even if you don't screw with them. I don't know what's wrong with them. They're like crack addicts, right? Right? They're like a they're they're like a greyhound. They're just nervous, right? They just don't sit still very easily. Mule deer now. Whitetail though can live in amongst people, like a black bear. Black bears and whitetails are similar, and they can live in an urban area much easier than mule deer. Mule deer, other than a few places, don't do well around, around a lot of people. Moose can live amongst people. Look at Alaska. But but not not so so. They also run over and kill people when that happens, and when they get all pissy with their calves. <laughs> yeah, that's. I went so I don't and I haven't seen a white tailed doe kill you somebody, but definitely, um, white. You you can go online and and go, um, whatever Google uh, moose stomping dudes, and there's <laughs> you know <laughs> moose stomping dudes. I don't know. The that's moose what it's called. Is loose in this room. But there's some poor, stomping dudes. There's a famous moves. there's a famous video of a guy walking it out of a supermarket. Carrying some groceries in Alaska, and somebody had been screwing with his moose, and this moose stomped on and killed him. He's standing on top of this guy with four feet, smashing him. Yeah, that's a right bad in game. public. Yeah, that that's tough. But here, here's well, that's kind of off topic too. But that we're still is on off moose. topic. Moose, moose are to me an amazing critter. Um, they're not out of reach if you're listening. Go to rollingbones.com. Go check out our adventures. 
Give us a shout. They're not out of reach. The other thing is, is we have well, a hunt layaway program and we have uh, finance opportunities. Couple tricks with moose, you. though. Couple tricks with moose. Yes. Do not shoot a moose at dark and expect it to recover it in the morning and have good eating. This is not like a whitetail that you can stick with a bow in the cold weather and have it run off and die and you recover it the next morning. You shoot a moose at dark and you recover it the next day dead. Your moose is screwed. In my opinion, the moose the hide is too thick, too much bone, too much everything yeah, it's on crazy. it. It's crazy. And when is the last time anybody backpacked out a whitetail? So whitetail hunting, you don't have to be physically fit to be a whitetail hunter. You have to have incredible knowledge. Moose, if you're going to do a DIY moose, you better have a strong back and a backpack. Well, the reality is the moose, and the reason that is, and, and this is now, now you, you got me thinking about another thing. So there's so much muscle density that well, they never did be able to disperse if, all the heat. If you shoot so a moose at like night, you better have. Except you, it's yucky poo. Exactly. And the hide <laughs> is that thick. So there's no way for all that, that basically three and a half feet of meat to get the uh, heat all out. Four of my moose, all four of my big moose. Dissected completely in the dark with headlamps, every one. One of them by myself, one with one other buddy, another one with two guys, and another one with another a guy. A moose friend. alone. That would be a moose in the alone oh in the dark gosh. in the snowstorm is not easy. Brutal, brutal, brutal. You should, you you should at least for sure have to gut them and get this stuff every off. Every time. I mean, really, and I, you I, you're going to shoot an animal at night, though. Um, you need to have headlamps and knives and know how you're doing. It's going to take two or three hours. I've never done a moose by myself in a snowstorm, but I've done a cow by myself by headlamps in a snowstorm in 30 below zero oh. in Iowa. Well, the thing about a cow, though, you don't shoot them where there's grass hummocks and swamp. No, exactly. That you couldn't roll, roll the moose over in that damn well, neck. Well, moose, moose the, are so the, big. The neck we gets rigor mortis. Yeah, we shot a moose. And you can't move it. And it was it was on the banks of, of a slough. And on the Yukon. On the Yukon, and it was so muddy. We had to chop. We spent an hour chopping branches so we could get something and there was what five of us and it was probably 45 minutes to drag it inch by inch just to get it out so you could manage it they are huge well you got to have a you got to always have a saw with you i always have a, a bone and, and, and t tree saw when i do moose or bears because they'll fall against a tree and you can't get them out you got to be able to sometimes you know do some excavating so and even some even a come along would have been nice when i did mine even some strain you Come can... Come along would have been nice when we did ours. I think we actually... Had I, had to, I had to pop the backbone in half to spin them. Yeah, we didn't have anything to anchor to. We had to come along with that guy in the middle of nowhere. Um, uh, mm -hmm. and Because there was, you know, ability... They'd been in there so much with those outpost camps yeah. that um, you just threw it in your pack and you hiked up the mountain. And, and uh, it, was, it was worth the extra weight to be able to maneuver the animal to get it up. But well, the horse is a dream. Three yeah. horses will take the biggest moose in the world Yeah, out. and that's, that's when that went out. Man, we had that sucker mowed out, but they wanted me to anchor it out in that grass flat like crazy. Right. Well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and you know why. That was a well, perfect anchoring place the moose in the water is a disaster, too. Yeah, and we've done that. Not good. But here's, here's I guess, what they I want to tell everybody. They do float a little bit. That moose are not out of budget for most of you. With a little planning, with our hunt layaway plans, with our finance opportunities, some of you guys could be hunting moose in the next year or two or three that never thought you could in some of the most remote, craziest countries ever, or countries, country ever, and uh, um, be there. You just got to get a hold of us. Go to rollingbones.com. Well, there's three uh, countries for moose. What's that? That we hunt. There's, we got Russia, Canada, and the U.S., and then we can, we can add some. There's a few. There's some. There's some moose in parts of. Uh, yeah, but basically that's where there's moose that's in Nor Nor Norway Canada, and Sweden. Canada, there's more, yeah. more, way more in moose die every year in Sweden and Norway, 
than all of than all of Canada because they don't have the predators. They shoot tens of thousands of moose there. They're not trophy hunting so much. Or they're just eating. But you, you, you just Google how many moose they kill in Scandinavia versus Canada, and, and it's amazing. On the square mileage, how many moose they have. Well, definitely think about doing a moose hunt. I think it's something that people, you know, people don't think about all the time. You would definitely enjoy. It's an impressive, awesome animal when you get one. They're just so big. It's just hard it's to It's humbling. Believe. Yeah, it's, it's humbling. humbling. It's super humbling when you go up to them. It's one of God's greatest creations, yeah. I believe. Um, you know, they they were, uh, th- it's all by design, and it's crazy to see them. I couldn't agree more. And they're fun. It's actually easier to learn how to call a moose than it is to learn how to call an elk. At least, the, the, the I would say, well, they're very similar, but I would say a moose, you, you can learn how to do a moose call easier than an elk call. I think you're right. Well, listen, hopefully that helps. We appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World. I... Tell somebody about this. Let them know that what we're doing here. We sure want to be a great resource for everybody, offering service, access, value, and education. Uh, you'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Also, um, tell your hunting buddies that we are here for them to serve. I know I already said that, but I really believe um, that we can we can help a lot of people identify how to get on that dream adventure no matter what it was whether it's a fishing adventure a wing shooting adventure or a moose hunt um, in one of the wild places of this world so until next time be safe stay healthy and happy hunting